0: Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I hope you're doing well. And I mean that sincerely. I've been seeing a lot in school that I think people are feeling some of the COVID fatigue that the last couple years have been trying and stressful for a lot of people in a lot of different ways, even if maybe we didn't consciously feel like it was for us individually, I think some of the collective tension is subconsciously surfacing right now. This is just my observation, working with specifically young people every day and trying to work with their social emotional needs. I do feel like some of just the changes related to COVID and I think also a lot of the divisiveness we do see in the world right now related to COVID and politics and all sorts of things, I really do think... That's impacting everyone, and I am starting to see it with the young people with whom I work. So just to anyone who listens to these things, to checks out any of the media stuff, I really do hope you're doing well, hope you're feeling okay, and if you're not, just know it's good, And it's okay to talk to somebody, to seek out whatever help that you need. Because I think a lot of people are are feeling stress, are feeling anxious about things right now. And we're all in this together. And I do think some of these challenges that are facing us can be unifying things. If we're willing to let them be. If we're willing to come together. So that's just my little message up top. Now we'll start with the show proper. Our first segment is always good news. And our good news organization this week is Earth Hero. You can find them at earthhero.com. And they're an eco-friendly online market. I like this organization quite a bit. I have several products from them. This is an organization that I found via my mother, who I mentioned in the last podcast, has really been doing an outstanding job when she insists on buying presents for things like birthdays and Christmas and things like that. She's been doing a great job identifying organizations, companies that give back to a cause, that are doing things in ethical ways. That's important to me. I've mentioned several times, I sometimes struggle with consumerism and... I'm not certainly not perfect. I could be much better, but I'm always trying to get a little bit better being aware where being aware about where my products are coming from, who's making them, where the money is going. So I really like things that I like products that are funding positive things, things that I think are important. And Earth Hero definitely falls into that category. They were founded by CEO Ryan Lewis, who is a guy who left a more traditional business world to pursue his passion for environmental sustainability. And really their goal with Earth Hero is to make sustainable shopping the norm. To try to cut out some of the waste, of which we have a lot, in our regular commercial buying experience. And they have a lot of products that are geared toward that. I think some of the things I specifically have from them. I have a hand soap that I like quite a bit that my mom had gotten for me. Um... And it comes in a glass soap pump that's nice. And it has these tablets that you put in dissolvent water that makes the soap. The soap works really well. It's in the glass, reusable, nice pump. So you're not always recycling or throwing away a plastic soap dispenser. I really like that. I recently purchased a compost bin, I wouldn't even, I guess I don't know if I'd call it a compost bin, a compost collection thing that I can throw on our prep table in our kitchen and throw scraps in there to take out to our compost pile that my kids and I just built a outdoor kind of container container. Area just to sort of partition off some compost. We made it out of some old pallets. But it's this nice ceramic bin to throw refuse in to take out to the compost pile. And it's very nicely done. Has a nice even little charcoal filter on the top of it so you don't get smells and things like that. So a lot of their products have to do with sustainability. I know there's metal straws and different things like that. They also have reading materials about how to live more sustainably. They have things for composting. They have cleaning supplies that are more eco-friendly. They have shopping bags and things like that. Just things that are trying to eliminate some of the waste or minimize some of the waste from our, what has become our standard shopping consuming experience. So if you're into that sort of thing or if you just want some quality products that go to a good cause, Check out earthhero.com. I even just like that soap dispenser. It's kind of nice. It looks kind of classy having a nice glass solid soap dispenser. That is the thing with some of this more sustain- sustainable shopping. We might spend a little more on the front end for some of these products, but I kind of I like that. I would rather spend a little bit more on the front end and have something that I like that looks classy. I like the feel of it. and I do feel a little bit better about I'm not always wasting these containers. I'm using something again and again. I think I have some other products from them too. I think my mom is got me different things, or I know she's gotten me gift cards for your for Earth hero for different things. And that is always appreciated. So check them out. This is Family Time 81. We're coming back to social awareness, specifically addressing civic engagement. Really, we're focusing on the role of service in a community, starting with a couple basic questions. First, what is service? For me, it boils down to altruism. It is trying to do something positive for other people without expecting something in return. We've talked about this before. But it's the idea of doing good for good's sake. And for trying to empower and elevate other people. The next thing we're asking is, what is a community? A community can be a lot of different things. We all have our own communities. For myself... I know I belong to the community that is the town, the school district in which I live and teach and coach. That is a community. And I feel a strong sense of community where I live. The school itself is another community in which I exist. I have... Other communities within that one, the teams on which I coach, my the students in my art room. We refer to ourselves as our art family. And we have a board where students sign this big board that says art family. That's a community. I think of... People that I get to connect with doing some social-emotional things or as an author or whatever. And I think that is a community that I have. I feel fortunate to be a member of several different communities. Some of which overlap, some of which don't so much. And I suppose there's different definitions of what a community is. For me, it's basically just a group of people who are existing together and who impact each other. Whether we realize it or not, whether we're doing it intentionally or not, when we're in a community we do impact the other people in our community. Sometimes in minor ways. Sometimes in very significant ways. That's why it's important for us to take a step back and look at what is the role of service in a community. That's our next question I'm, I'm asking all of you this week. I'm asking all of my students. What is the role of service in a community? Why do we need service? For me, that's kind of the best part of community. Is we feel this attachment. We feel a bit of a, responsibility for the other people in the community. And we're able to take care of each other. We're able to fill gaps. We now live in a pretty broad and global community. We're not able to be experts at everything. We, at least I... At least most people I know aren't living self-sufficiently, entirely self-sufficiently. I go to the grocery store. I buy food that I didn't grow, that I didn't kill. I buy products that I didn't make. I look to experts in different fields to help me. If it's Healthcare. if I'm doing something financially, whatever it is, I'm relying on the expertise, the abilities, the experiences of a lot of different people. That's being part of a community. The idea of service in a community is that it's also good to... Give whatever we have to offer just for the sake of contributing to the greater good. And we've talked about the greater good before the idea that the high tide raises all ships, that if we can make our community better, it lifts everything up. And such an important thing for me is that when I'm doing something altruistically, when I'm trying to do something just for the sake of it being right and good from my perspective, I also feel better. I get something out of that. Whenever I talk to people who are really struggling with something, who are really... Looking for some answers. One thing I suggest is start doing some things for other people. Start just trying to put some positivity into the world. Try to empower and assist other people. Because that shows us that we have value. That we have something to offer. And everyone does. You all have something to offer. You all have something to bring to your community. You all have something that other people need. You might be the one person that has something someone else needs. So it's important that you bring it to life and you put it into the world and you share it with your community. And by empowering others, not that this is the goal. We want it to be this altruistic thing. We want to do service because it's right and it's good. But know that we are going to get something out of this. We're going to get that validation and... We're going to feel better. It feels good to help other people. Sometimes we maybe see images or presented with notions that are very egocentric. That we think we have to look out for number one. And to a a point we do. We have to take care of ourselves first. But I really think a great way to get over some of our own egocentric feelings, a great way to get out of our own heads when we're feeling down, when we're looking for purpose, when we're trying to find the right path, is to just start doing good for others. That's really something I want for all of you, for all of my students and athletes, is to be someone who is built for other people. Who is contributing and doing good and supporting your community however you want to frame your community. I've referenced this many times. I love Mr. Rogers. And Mr. Rogers would say in difficult times, look for the helpers. Because you can always find those people who are there trying to help others. So think about that this week. What is service? What is a community? What are the communities in your life? And how can, how can service play an important role in a community and in society? Specifically, what can you do to improve your community? What can you offer? What service do you have to provide others? That's also a great way for my students who are thinking about the next chapter in your life, the next stage, what do you really want to do with life? That's a big, broad question. What service can you provide? What can you offer others? What are the things you're passionate about that you can bring to the table? Let's have a great week thinking about service, thinking about helping others. Much love. My blog post for this week is titled, You Know. I just got thinking about how often we use that little filler phrase. I try to be an effective communicator. And I don't, honestly, don't listen to a lot of the things I record, the podcast and stuff. I don't particularly like listening to the sound of my own voice. And then I get a little nitpicky when I stumble over words and I. ...pronounce things incorrectly and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't like listening to these sorts of things. I will a little bit here and there just as I'm checking audio or editing things. But I try to pay attention to how I speak. I don't know that I am a real great communicator... ...but I'm always trying to be a little bit better because of the roles that I fill as a teacher, as a coach, even as a parent, as a friend. I wanna be in a, an effective communicator in all of those areas of my life. And in these things that I do, the media stuff and the social emotional stuff, it's important to communicate effectively. One thing that I try to focus on Is not using a lot of filler. I still do. I'll say ah and um. The one that I use the most. Is probably saying you know. I try to take note of those things. And I try not to use the phrase you know. That frequently. Because it is this filler phrase that. Doesn't mean much of anything. We just throw it in while we're speaking to fill gaps. A lot of people do. I try to take note of how other people speak as well, people who I think are effective communicators. I like to listen to podcasts and things like that. And I try to make little mental notes about things I think are effective. And things that are less effective or things that I I don't want to emulate so much. And one that I'm trying to work on with myself is not saying, you know, so frequently. That got me thinking about, why is it, you know? Why has that become the phrase that has snuck into our dialogue, into our everyday speech. I hear it all the time. If you take a little time to listen for it, maybe don't try to listen too closely to this podcast stuff because I'm sure you can pick out all sorts of things that are filler and not real great and I know I repeat myself and I sort of have a slow stop-start way of talking. But when I was thinking of why do we use the phrase you know, because it could be anything, a filler phrase, but you know has become this fairly universal thing. I don't know if it is in other languages. That would be interesting. I should ask some people who speak different languages if that pops up. But in English, and at least where I'm from, you know... Is said a lot, and I've heard it on a lot of different podcasts from a lot of people all over as well. I think maybe the phrase, you know, has snuck into our speech because of our desire for validation. When we're asking, you know, in the middle of talking, we're not looking for an actual response. It's rhetorical. We often don't realize we are saying it. It becomes something of a tick. But I think it's maybe worked its way in subconsciously because we are seeking validation. We do want people to be on the same page with us. When we're speaking, we want the other party to be engaged and to be following along. So subconsciously, I think we check in. We say, you know. We want to make sure they're engaged. That we're going through this thing together. Sometimes, even when we're saying it subconsciously like that, we're not really even asking. It's not so much interrogative as it is declarative. We say, you know. I'm talking about something, you know, we're basically telling the person, you know, you know what it is that I'm talking about, and that brings up an interesting thing as well because often we're trying to make someone know something Because we believe it to be true. We want this other person to believe it as well. And that validates our idea. That validates our belief. And as I thought about this more, I thought sometimes when I hear someone using the phrase a lot while we're speaking together I think you know I don't really know I don't know a lot of things I don't know much I don't know why we're here I don't know the meaning of life I don't know if there is a meaning of life I don't know what happens when we die I don't know if the decisions I make on a daily basis regarding my children and my students and my athletes and my own life. I don't know what the ultimate outcomes and repercussions and consequences of all those decisions will be. All I really know is what I believe, what I feel. I try to make decisions based on My morals and my values and my ethics. And I hope things turn out. But I don't know any of those things. I think sometimes we get caught up in not knowing. It's hard. Hard to really know things. And sometimes we're seeking that validation because really want to know whatever it is we think and feel and believe. We want to know that's right. We want to know it's true. But if we step back and appreciate that believing is not knowing. But that is what makes believing so powerful. Is that it's not irrefutable. It can't be proven. And when we talk about belief, people often think of religious beliefs. It can be that, but I'm I'm talking in general terms. What you believe to be right and good and true. What You attach yourself to morally. Those are beliefs. I don't know if my values are the perfect values, but they're my values. I know them to be true to me. They are the things I believe in. And that's what gives them their powers, that I have selected them. I have decided to put my faith in those things. It's true of everyone. Whatever we decide to put our faith into. I think that's why we're often asking, you know. Or saying, you know. Because we, we desperately want to know. It's just important for us to remember that it's okay to not know. And in a world where so many people are trying to approach things as facts that are really just beliefs, And trying to impose their beliefs on other people. It's important that we remember that someone having different beliefs does not invalidate our beliefs. In fact, if we're willing to listen to other people's beliefs and learn about them and approach them with an open mind, it should, it should, in the best cases, help us reaffirm our own beliefs. That's something to think a little bit about. That's where my mind was when I was thinking about the phrase, you know. This week's podcast is brought to you by The Fancy Dishes in the Cupboard That's something I think is a little funny We had that when I was growing up I know a lot of families who do Who have the the fine china The fancy dishes The nice plates that come out Only on holidays, only for special occasions That's fine But I'm not really for that. I guess I don't like owning a lot of extra stuff that I'm not really going to utilize. Which, believe me, I have plenty of extra stuff. I've got the shelves behind me if you watch the video of this. Of knickknacks and baubles and books I've collected over the years. It's not bad to have stuff, but I think... We sometimes gather things like the fancy dishes that we set aside for a special day. I'm for using the fancy dishes today. If you have them, get them out. Make today's meal a special meal. Why wait for a holiday? I've gotten more and more like that as I've gotten older And as I have experienced challenges and lost some things, I just don't feel like waiting for a lot of stuff. I don't feel like waiting around for a holiday to have a good meal or to even buy someone a gift or to just celebrate things. More and more, I just want to do it today. I want to get the most out of this. And I can still enjoy a holiday, enjoy a special occasion. It doesn't, for me, lessen those days or experiences. But I like the idea of get out the fancy dishes right now. Get out the fancy, get out the fine china to have ice cream with your family. I try to do more of that with my kids. We're we're just going to have a special day. I'm going to plan activities. We're going to have a theme. We might wear costumes on a random day for no reason other than it's fun. And we don't need to wait for it. So just remember that fine china, those fancy dishes are sitting in your cupboard, not being used. Gathering dust, waiting for the next worthy event. Go ahead and bust them out. Use the fancy dishes today. Now, from me to you, we talked about civic engagement today. The idea of service acting altruistically what that means to a community, and what our communities are. Spend a little time this week identifying your communities, the people around you, and consider what communities, what groups in your life are elevating you, are lifting you up, are contributing to your happiness and your success, and which ones maybe aren't. Then think about with the communities you really care about. How can you contribute to those communities? What can you offer them? What can you you offer society as a whole? Because you have something to offer. And if you start putting that into the world, putting it into the world altruistically, not... Seeking gain or notoriety. But just because it's right and good. Because it feels right and good. I guarantee you will learn a lot about yourself. And that positivity will come back to you. In many ways. We talked about an organization that is approaching things with that mindset. We talked about Earth Hero, an online market that is pushing sustainable shopping, eco-friendly shopping. That is a way of trying to serve the community, the broader the com- community, the, the community of Earth that we all share. We talked about the phrase, you know, why we maybe use it, what validation we're seeking, and how it's okay to not know everything. Remind yourself of that this week. It's okay to not know. Just make decisions based on your beliefs, based on what you think is right. Don't Don't waste time and energy trying to change the beliefs of others either. Learn from them. Learn about them. Use what you learn to validate your own beliefs. And recognize that we don't know everything we think we know. I often think one of the one of the biggest challenges facing humanity is this sense this egocentric sense we have developed that we have got things figured out that we know so much From my perspective it's better to approach things with the beginner's mind as a child who is Excited to learn and grow, who is open-minded and willing to experience things. When we are certain we know things, it kills that open-mindedness. It shuts down our creativity. So know that it's okay to not know, you know? For our sponsor, we talked about fancy dishes. The fancy dishes that sit in our cupboard. Whatever the fancy dishes are in your life. It doesn't need to be a dish. It doesn't need to be a plate or a bowl or a cup or a nice piece of silverware. Whatever things you have in your life that are sitting around waiting for some special moment some special event, get them out. Use them now. I used to be so much more precious about things. About everything. I wouldn't want to wear my favorite shirt because I didn't want to wear it out. Silly. It's my favorite shirt. Now I want to wear it out because it's my favorite. I want to wear it all the time. I would be precious about things I would do creatively. I wouldn't necessarily want to write something because I thought maybe this will be my only big idea. And if I don't get it totally right, it's going to be a waste and I'm not going to have another idea. Now I just, I burn them. If I've got a thought, I want to write about it and create something about it. Do a piece of art about it right now. In the here and now. To get it out and to give it life. Because I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait for the right day, the right moment, uh, the special occasion. Now. Now is the time. Now is the special occasion because it is what we have. Think about those things this week. As always, feel free to reach out. Touch base. LukeNielsen.com Luke Nielsen Media at Gmail. Luke Nielsen Media on pretty much all the socials and wherever you listen to podcasts and check this stuff out. Feel free to reach out. Say hey. Comment on any of the stuff we've been talking about. I appreciate all of you. I genuinely hope you're doing well. Until next time, love yourself. Love each other. Love the fight.